Let's go. Whose turn is it to do the introduction this week? Oh, are we doing like... Oh, we're doing turns, turns are we? <laughs> we can if you want. I don't know. Um, I'd have to up myself. Someone else do it this week. Oh, God, okay. Hello and welcome to another episode of Watch It Again. This week we're talking about Interstellar. I'm Jacob. I'm Kat. I'm Nick. So Interstellar came out on the 6th of November in 2014, had a box office of $677.5 million US dollars, directed by Christopher Nolan, and um, it's fantastic. Yep. Got an awesome cast. Yep. Fantastic Very cast. Good. Great movie. So, so good. So many surprise just cast members. People just keep, famous <laughs> people just keep poss- popping up. I didn't know that Timothy Chalamet was in it, and then I looked at the cast, and I was like, wait, what? And so I skipped back to go and see where he? he was. He was the He's young the kid. brother. His oh, young version of Tom. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good casting for like looks wise with him and then Casey Affleck yeah. as the adult. Yeah. Like so it's a really good. accurate. Same with the girl and Jessica Chastain. Yeah. So, I was like, so I had good. no idea she was in it. I was like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. There oh. you go. It looks just like it too. Oh. So should we start with a synopsis? Yeah. Cool. Can I do it this week? Of course. I'm not going to yeah. stop you. If anyone else wants to do it, they can do it. <laughs> they will have to fight me. <laughs> okay. So, Interstellar. Um, set in the year 2060. Essentially, yeah, it is. Yep, <laughs> I looked okay. it up because I was <laughs> so like... It was like yeah. mid-ish 21st century. I was like, yep. 2060, I read on a few websites. Okay, yeah, I'm good with that. Um, Makes so sense. Checks out. Sure, yeah. Essentially, the world has... <laughs> gone to shit um you can't grow any Hell crops yeah, other than corn um and yeah so like pretty much the government has rule uh like said that Ooh. the nasa uh not the nasa landings the apollo missions like never happened that the moon landing was faked like, post-truth society yeah to <laughs> the become stuff's coming through yeah <laughs> um basically um to bankrupt all the um America's competitors, um, that kind of thing. So people don't believe it. But then you've got this farmer slash engineer slash ex Air Force pilot um, played by Isn't Matthew he McConaughey. Ex NASA pilot. Oh, is he yeah. ex NASA? Yeah, he's ex NASA. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, and he's a farmer now, and he's got two kids, and he's like taught them all about NASA and space and stuff. It's really cute. And all about growing corn. Yeah. <laughs> that sweet, sweet corn. <laughs> Um, and his daughter's really into it. Um, and then he, his daughter gets like these weird messages from like her ghost in her bedroom. The ghost. It's pretty, pretty freaky. Um, and yeah, they figure out this message and like go to a secret NASA base and then he goes off into space. Which is NORAD at Cheyenne Mountain. I just knew that from, sorry, cause it says NORAD and then I recognize the entry. So it's the, the Cheyenne Mountain complex made famous from Stargate SG-1. I have no nice. idea what any of that meant. Awesome. <laughs> Anyone listening here? No one, no clue. And so he gets sent off into space on this mission to colonize other planets um, to because the human race can't live on Earth anymore. And um, all this like weird time relativity, gravity stuff happens. So he ages slower than his daughter on Earth. And yeah, it's just, it's a bit... If you don't follow it, not closely, but like if you don't pay attention to it, then you kind of don't understand what's happening. But it's a really good movie. And yeah, the ending's really, it's 
it's a really good ending. It's kind of bittersweet, but it's the only way it could happen. Yeah, and I think so. Where do we start? So much happens. <laughs> Not with physics. <laughs> no, so much. So much happens in this movie. Like again, long movie, two and a half hours. Like you could have had a movie just about Earth, and then yeah. you could have had a movie just about space. Yeah, and like, yeah, this movie's Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway. Jessica Chastain, Michael Caine, John Lithgow, Casey Affleck. Like, this is a great cast. And, like, you know, some have a lot more play than others, but everyone's performances in this are fantastic. Well, it's been in the works since 2007, I want to say, or 2009. And Spielberg was originally set to... Was he set to direct or produce it? One of the two. But then that fell through, so it got pushed back a bit. And there's so much of it that's very Christopher Nolan esque. Oh, 100%. And I think that really makes it with like the cinematography style and. 100%. It really, like this movie visually. Every planet. Is amazing. It's it's kind of. I think. Phenomenal. To start off, can I talk about the CGI in this? Yes. And two very particular moments. Yes. So for. The wormhole that they travel through, and the black hole. We've we've had in movies in the past CGI for both of those things in in different like TV and like movies like it's all all the time we've had different versions of wormholes and different versions of black holes yeah. that we've seen on screen. Yeah. For this, the company that made the CGI for that went to physicists and got all the data that they had on how a black hole operates. That black hole CGI, they created an engine to read that data, put all that data into it, and let it create what that would look like. Yeah, it's not so made it's, up. It's not, used a, it's not someone's impression. Stuff. That's how that's physicists, that's how the data we have it's portrays how a black hole. So yeah. physicists think that that is the most accurate visual of how a black hole would look and how it would look from different perspectives depending where you are in relation to it. Mm-hmm. And same for the wormhole or the outside of the wormhole. It's the most accurate thing that we can possibly look at for what it is from what we have as data. It's brilliant. And I think that's yeah. like all of this movie so much and it was a big part in making of it had to be accurate for what the data... Obviously, there's a moment at the end where it hits a bit sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you and we can talk that about that. Moment. Yeah, but we can talk about that later. And it's a, it has a really big emotional play on the finale. Mm. But when they were writing the screenplay, um, one of the rules, I think, I don't know if it was Nolan or someone said, you're not allowed to change the rules of physics yeah, that it, are already yeah. in place. You have to follow those. You can't go out and warp things and travel back yeah. in time like it follows the rules Which that is are established why i think this movie it's it's amazing because it's like you deal with relativity as such an emotional thing to happen to someone so like the p- different passing of time in different regions of space because of gravity mm. and like the reality of what that is and how that affects like a decision for someone to go to a certain place will affect how their life plays out in relation to their relatives. So like Matthew McConaughey's character Cooper, they when they set off, they go to one of the planets and it's next to the event horizon of a black hole. 
So one hour there, it's going to be seven years on Earth, which it actually turns out to be a little bit longer. So essentially, for those who don't know, gravity has the ability to slow time. It slows down time. So the closer you are to a black hole... Because it has such a large gravitational Yeah, because pull. of its pull, it will slow down time. So they go to this planet, and um, Anne Hathaway's character, Brand, figures out... Well, in her maths, one hour will be, one hour on that planet will be relative like relatively will be seven hours seven years on Earth, but it's actually we find out a bit later it's actually a bit longer than that. Mm. So they go there, and then like you know, do what they have to, I suppose we can talk about when they go there, yeah. mm. the gravitational effects on that planet. So they're looking for a viable planet to save the human race, something to, to colonize. Somewhere they can sustain life, somewhere they can grow food easily, somewhere where the human race has a chance of survival because Earth is dying. Mm. So they go to this planet and they have, they sent out earlier, they sent 12 Lazarus mission cells, 12 different astronauts went to 12 different planets. Through a wormhole. Through the wormhole into another galaxy and they went through, and they went to 12 different planets to test the viability of their, I suppose, what's the word? Goldilocks zone in relation to the sun or wherever they're orbiting to sustain life. So they get signals back of a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Like, you know, if it's good, it has potential or no, this one's not it. Yeah. So they have a signal from one of the astronauts. um, I can't remember the name for this one. And it's on this planet that's next to the event horizon of a black hole. And they go there and it's just all water. And they land, they're looking for the beacon and they find it and it's, the ship's wrecked. So they find that they're like, where is it? You know, it should be right here in the water. Up. It's all smashed up. They then realize that what they thought were mountains in the distance is actually a wave. And I thought that was really good, like representation of what would actually happen because, and as you both probably know, and tides on earth are affected by the gravitational pull of the moon mm-hmm. on the earth. So as the moon orbits, the water on the surface gets kind of pulled and pushed by where the uh, where the moon is in relation to the earth and that creates how tides and by tides create waves but how that tide shifts and the swell shifts against the different embankments of the coastline. So I thought that was a really good touch that they're next to the event horizon of a black hole. So there's a huge gravitational pull on the oceans of that planet. So instead of having, you know, regular waves like we have at the beach, the waves are the height of a mountain. Even when you're standing in knee-deep water. Yeah, yeah. it's knee-deep water and there's a mountain-sized wave next yeah. to you. So it's kind of like this, you know, there's this huge gravitational pull on the wave. So it's obviously going to create a huge, mm. huge wave. So it's kind of, it ensures like how the ship gets kind of hit by the wave and they somehow... And then they, yeah, somehow escape. And then they realise that the girl, uh, the astronaut who yeah. landed there only landed a few minutes before like, yeah so she would have yeah she would have like been the, killed yeah. by literally the previous wave yeah. so she would have just yeah. died so they find out that instead of it being one hour being seven years it's closer to 23 yeah, yeah. so they're, they're not down there for long like at all they're down there for like an hour if that and but when they when come they back that. it's been 23 years and their crewmate um whose name is Romilly, so yeah, yeah. Um, has aged significantly because he, d- he got to a point he wasn't sure if they were coming back. So he kind of had multiple cryosleeps, but then kind of just like, well, I'm not going to waste my life sleeping. So he kind of stayed awake. 
And um, yeah, so he's you know got grey in his beard, and he's you know looks a bit more distinguished. Mm. I think yeah, and obviously for I this, think that's like one of the most confronting parts. Even though it's not, um, it's not heavily played upon because obviously they just want to get back and like yeah. look at the messages they got. But I think it. As what Anne Hathaway's character says when she like sees him for the first time after he's like aged 23 years she's like I wasn't prepared for this I didn't realize how it was going to be yeah. and I think for people who don't have an understanding of relativity or just like general mm. time dilation then that's an important moment yeah and I think it was a big talk because they really like they were like, okay, we're, we're going to go, we're going to go down, get the da- like data, and come straight back up. Mm. So they weren't planning to even be there for like an hour, and it was a sacrifice that Cooper had to make because he's left his what ten year old daughter and early teenage or fifteen year old son mm. back on Earth. You know, so he's left them to go on this mission to save them. So yeah. you know, he's thinking, oh, when I come back, she might be seventeen. But she's 33. Oh, yeah. He, he says something like, oh, yeah, we might be the same age by the time we get yeah. back. And so I was, was going to come to that. Um, so they get back on board and it's a really emotional scene. It's brutal because yeah. like, he's gone for an hour and then he just comes back to 23 years yeah. worth of information. That's and he, he there's a cache of videos that have been sent through from his son. And it's, you know, his son's finished second at school and his son's gone off to college and he's Men doing the farm school. and... Met him. He's met a girl. They had a kid. I didn't realize that the kid died. Yeah, until I a, watched it again. Yeah, and then he said that. So the had a baby. Died. And that baby died. Yeah. Had another kid. Yeah. And then like the grandfather died, who's like John Lithgow's character. So it's this huge like and like Matthew McConaughey's like character Cooper is just broken, like tears. Like it's a really powerfully emotional, or emotionally powerful moment, and then. It kind of like he's crying, like it stops, like his his son's like, okay, I'm letting you go because it's been so long. Like, and they're not getting any signals. Yeah, back they're not getting anything either. back. So it's like, this is me saying goodbye. I'm letting go. This is the last one. And then it just turns to black, and he's got his hand on the screen, and he's like broken, like his son's gone. And then the score stops as well. And it just it's like, this oh, movie yeah. uses silence so well. Yeah. Yeah. And the, then we'll get to oh, that. Yeah, we'll come back. To, <laughs> then the screen comes back on, and it's. Jessica Chastain, who's playing the older version of his daughter, Murph. And, like, that hits, like, real hard. And she's she's obviously very, or, like, she's angry. And it's kind of like, you know, the whole, like, you know, you would have been, you promised, like, you know, when when you came back, we might be the same age. And I was like, it's a birthday. And now they're the same age. And he's nowhere near back. Mm. And it's, it's, yeah, it's a really hard, and, that, and that's what I was getting at the start, like that, uh, that emotional use of relativity, of how that, he, for him, it's, you know, they, there was the 14 months there, but for like that time, he's had an hour and a half pass or so in his time from when he left the ship to when he's come back to the ship relative to him, it's probably been an hour and a half. But for like his daughter, it's been 23 years. It humanizes yeah. science, yeah. essentially, and it makes it really hard. And like from there on, there's, there's all these emotional beats that we get from on Earth and 
for them on the ship of different things happening and it's like I don't think there's a use of that like that emotion is really well done like the drama Mm. element of this story because it's such a strong like it's such a powerful message just in terms of society itself with you know the earth is dying and there's been people sent out to find a new home because we're at a point where where before like us now and like when this movie came out five years ago is it a point where we're leading up to the events that have caused, that have put them into the situation that they're in to have to go and do this? But it's never really touched upon what exactly happens. Mm. So through this whole movie, you never really know what caused what. Yeah, there's all these die. dust storms and stuff, but what actually yeah. happened to the world? I guess you kind of don't have to. No, and that's the thing, like, you don't need to know. No. But there was a moment that kind of like, a lot of this this is a this is a world where most of the population's got dead. Yeah. Because there's a point where John Lithgow's character, Donald, says to Cooper, you know, that teacher's single, you better go out there and do your job like do your duty and repopulate the world. So that kind of implies mm. that there's been a mass extinction almost of the human race. Like there's not as many people as what there is now. Mm. And also the fact that they go to a New York Yankees game. Yeah, true. I and it is a sub- it's not a, it's not a huge stadium in New York. It's a suburban ground. Didn't even mm. process that. And like all, that's hey. a that that's a you know major league baseball yeah. Yankees game, and that kind of okay, this is a world where there's not many people at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been a huge catastrophic event that's led to most people. You know, they're dead, and you never see a major city in no, this whole movie. No, you don't. Nothing. And yeah, I think yeah. It's just one of those, you know, those emotional beats that you know some of it, but you don't know the whole story, but you don't have to. But you yeah. kind of just can piece it together. Yeah. And I think if, you, um, if you're thinking about it and you're creating your own scenarios, it's, it's kind of a bit more scary that way mm, because sure. you, you're like, oh, but what if this happened? Like, where would, what would have happened to that city? Where would I be? Exactly, or yeah. Like, you, you put yourself but into you the story. But you don't need, you know, we don't need to see mass panic in New York or whatever. No. We don't need to. We've seen all that before. Yeah, we and don't need yeah, to and see Yeah, and you can it. assume how bad it is from the fact that teachers are like, okay, no, we have to tell kids that the moon landing was faked because we don't need kids dreaming about exactly. going to space. Yeah. We need all hands on deck here. And yeah. there's another line where Ian Hathaway's character, Brand, um says, oh, no, didn't you tell your daughter you're going to save the world? And, he, and Cooper's just like, why would I tell a 10-year-old that the world's going to end? You know, he's, he's kind of like, you know, why would I, why would you say to a 10 year old girl, oh, the world's going to end, don't worry. Like, you know, mm. you're going to die. Like, you know, your dad's not coming back because he's going to save the world because it's going to die. Sorry about that. You know, good luck on your own. Mm. Like, he's like, no, I said, you know, one day I will come back and it's going to be okay. Because as a, you know, parental wise, like that's, you know, you can't just say, oh, sorry, the world's going to end. Bye. Yeah, yeah, you can't. And just get up and leave in a spaceship, you know. Um, he left pretty quick, though. He just like yeah. came home, told the family. See you later. Go. He was like, oh, no, right now. Well, that was what the whole scene at the bunker was for. Because he was yeah. like, you've just shown up. We're, we're ready to go tomorrow. You obviously mean something. So are you coming or not? Yeah. There was this, luckily for them, that he... We'll come back to that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's a bit confused. Yeah. Um, okay. Second planet? No, I was just going to touch back on the start, actually. Oh. Um. 
it opens documentary style. Oh, so they actually used footage from um, oh, there was a documentary or something done a few years back, and it's actually survivors of the Great Depression mm. and uh, what was it? The Dust Bowl or something? Yeah. yeah, that happened then, where all the like where it, there was yeah, literally I had it, dust storms. Yeah, I had it written down. I was like, yeah. oh, I forgot I to like, mention. Just yeah. gonna jump in there. Yeah, so there's a huge dust storm, the Dust Bowl in the thirties, twenties, thirties. When was the twenties? Dip- yeah. And they used actual, like, interview footage from the survivors of that yeah. in the documentary just to portray it because it's kind of a similar, the big dust storms and stuff. It was a similar thing. I thought that was a really nice touch to add a real element. Yeah. So people actually telling a story. It's like, well, you know, it's just happened again, but I just at a catastrophic level. The mm. actor that plays Murph at the end was the actor at the start. I didn't even... No, she is. Yeah, she, I think, I think she's the, the only yeah. one. Oh, the she's in the rest of the them. Right, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, footage true. from... Yeah. yeah. So we've got Planet Two. What's Planet Two? Is that... that, that That's Man's... Yeah, the yeah. ice. Dr. Man. Can I talk about this? <laughs> you can definitely talk about Dr. Man because I forgot that this actor was actually in this <laughs> movie. <laughs> so, um, of the 12 astronauts that got sent out, Dr. Man was kind of the leader he kind of rallied everyone and like got them to sign up to essentially give their life to just to science and so dr man is played by matt damon and i remember watching this for the first time and looking at him and going is that matt damon what's he doing in this like it was so random um but yeah so he sends out a signal from his planet saying that it's viable that it sustains life so they go and let... Oh, sorry. Backtrack a little bit. So they're on the main shuttle and they have to make a decision between Dr. Man's planet or is it Edmund, his planet? Um, and so ultimately they choose Man's planet because they have a lack of fuel and all that, yada, yada. So they go down there. They um, find him in... Um, what is it? Hibernation. Mm. What's it called? Jacob. Deep sleep, whatever it is. Cryosleep. Yeah. Cryosleep. And um, <laughs> you're so distracted. <laughs> Sorry, you're not I'm even just reading something. I am. <laughs> I'm reading fun facts about rant. the movie. I'm on screen <laughs> rant, my favorite site. No, I hate it. So they wake him up and he's like, yep, there's um, like, he tells them about the planet. There's like land and stuff where we can grow and settle all down here. Let me show you. Um, and so he takes uh, Coop, Matthew McConaughey's character. Um, on a big long walk to show him where um, the they can put down a settlement essentially and leaves the other two astronauts up at the tent um, and then basically tries to kill Matthew McConaughey and um, escape and get back to their shuttle because he basically has a panic a- major panic attack and wants, wants to, to go, go home. home. <laughs> um, panic which- attack? <laughs> Major. I would not say panic attack. <laughs> I'd say like moral crisis. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a. I think it's a really interesting, um, interesting flip from the whole. I've got to go save the human race to I've got to save myself. And I was waiting for someone to get space madness in this. Yeah. I thought the guy who stayed behind on the wave planet would be mad. Because like, <laughs> twenty three years alone, I expected him to like. Fuck it up somehow. Mm. For no. like the second, because I knew Matt Damon was in this, and I thought he was the robot they were with. Oh, no. And I, so I wasn't expecting him to actually 
But no, that's yeah, Bill yeah. Irwin, is Tars. Yeah. Oh, true, yeah. He's actually controls it yeah. on set as a puppeteer. Oh, that's mad. And he's just removed from shots. Yeah. It's great. That's, that's <laughs> I was looking so at cool. a photo of it. I was like, this is wild. <laughs> yeah, but the second I saw him and I saw his, like, robot, like, dismantled, I was like, ooh. Yeah. No, and so <laughs> I think, um, so they have a bit of a tussle and then, is it Romley? Romley's trying to repair the broken yeah. robot yeah. that was with... Um, um, Doctor Man's Man. version of Tars, and it explodes and kills him, and so then it's Ooh, yeah. basically a race with um, Doctor Brand and Cooper, Cooper against against Doctor Man up to the space station, and then also I, I appreciate the tussle in yeah. the ice as well, like because of course they're yeah. wearing like heavy space armor, with yeah, their helmets on. even in like eighty percent of Earth's gravity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it was really well done. And can I just? Can I just keep going for a second? Of course sure. you can. I'm not stopping. <laughs> so when, um, uh, so Doctor Man doesn't dock properly, uh, blows up the um, airlock and essentially sends the um, the space station into this crazy spin, and to dock with the space station, which they have to do, um, Cooper and Doctor Brand have to spin in time with the station, so. Yeah, they have to essentially get their speed to match it so they can dock safely. And I was watching a YouTube video on Wired's um, YouTube channel the other day about it, and an actual astronaut was talking about this scene, and she was saying how perfectly it was done, like how perfectly the science got it, because you'd have to do exactly that, and you wouldn't be able to... Like, it it was just perfectly shot. Yeah, it's real funny. Like, this whole movie, there's multiple docking scenes and stuff. And Especially you, the first one when yeah. they show how carefully it has to be yeah. done and that's when it's not moving mm. and it's all just silent. There's no But it shows or... relative velocity Yeah, yep. really well because when you think about any sort of docking in space, like any astronaut that goes now to the International Space Station, I think it's moving at thousands of kilometres an hour. The ship that they're in is moving at thousands of kilometres an hour. But if you match speeds, you both look still. Mm. If you're going at the same speed relative to each other in space, then you don't notice the movement. Mm. So there's a really good, like in that scene when they start spinning, they line up and then begin their rotations. So you can, it shows, you know, the spaceship spinning really, really fast. And then as they start spinning faster or as the camera that we are looking through on their ship starts spinning faster, the space station relative to them slows, slows down, down until when they dock, it looks still. Near perfect. But yeah. they're still spinning. It's just the, the perspective we have from their ship, we're spinning at the same speed as it. Mm-hmm. So it slows it. So I think that's just the science in this. Like, it's not like, oh, no, we've got a. It's not still spinning when they dock because you, as the viewer in the camera relative from that ship, to relative to them, are spinning at the same speed. I think that's like it's, it's a gr- great. it's great. It's they, like little things like that. They show science in this yeah. so well, not in not in a way that bores you or that's yeah. difficult to understand. They don't try and explain it; they just <coughs> show it, and it just works. It and works so perfectly. The use of silence. Mm. Also, I'm, I'm going to say lack of. No- I'm not going to say silence. I'm going to say lack of noise in space, because. 
there's moments where they're inside the ship and there's noise and there's talking and there might be the scores playing in the background and then it will cut to an external shot and the score stops and it just hits dead silence because you as the viewer, you're, it take, the camera takes you into space so you wouldn't hear the score. You wouldn't, so that, you, know, you wouldn't hear music, you wouldn't hear anything. It just takes you to silence. And then it cuts back inside and the score starts again. And it just brings back up because you're in an environment where you could hear it. I think that's a really nice touch that there's this use of silence every time you're outside in space. Well, not every time, but most of the time. Like, there's this, yeah, the external shots of the actual Yeah, of the actual like, craft. It's a silence. Yeah. And then there's these beautiful, oh, Nick's getting a phone call. Oh, I need to You've answer, got to answer, it, on answer air. it on the speaker on air. I didn't answer yours on air. Hang on. <laughs> oh, press pause. Speaking. And uh, we're back. Nick just got a call from a wrong number. Bloody wild. <laughs> Moving on. If anyone knows Michaela. Yeah, Michaela, yeah, a train it? comes in in 15 minutes. Good luck, love. She's on Vic Street. <laughs> She's on Vic Street. Anyone, you know, by the time this comes out, it'll be twenty four over like 24 hours ago. But hey, she might still be there. Oh, you know. poor thing. Someone go past Big Street, wherever that is, and find out. Oh, my God. So I just looked up Mackenzie Foy, who plays young Murph, and she's the child out of Twilight Breaking Dawn. Like the baby? Yeah. She can't. She was born in the year 2000. She was born in, uh, sorry, 2012 was when Breaking Dawn came out. Yeah, but she was born in the year 2000. Yeah, so she'd be 12. Yeah, I was thinking about like the baby. Oh. Like, and I was like, how? <laughs> <laughs> she was 12 years old. No, sorry. The I was little just kid. trying to figure okay. out what else she was in. I was like, how Slide could she play a baby at the age of 12? I don't understand. <laughs> okay, back to the score. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Um, The score in this, like, it's Hans Zimmer? Yes. Yeah. It's a, oh. oh, it's amazing. Mm, love it. It's just... It's so subtle. Yeah, it's there's no it's just, real overpowering it, loud moments. See, it's I just found this it kind of like I found some of it overpowering when they're like mm-hmm. at the like when they're first starting to fly. Like it was really like over the top, like, like to the point where I couldn't hear them talking sometimes. Really? Yeah, I, that could have just been my TV, but like I think it is, mate. It, yeah. it could have been because I was like turning up my volume to like <laughs> hear what they were saying, and they'll just go. Don't you hate that? <laughs> I was like. I hate that when you're watching a movie and the voices are heaps quiet and the music and like sound effects yeah. are heaps loud and you're like just... That's why you watch with subtitles, mate. I don't want to read while I'm trying to enjoy. I can't watch things without without subtitles now. I miss things. Yeah, it depends what it is, but I'll sometimes Bruh. use subtitles. Yeah, no, Sorry. I, I get what you don't mean. Don't critique my like... viewing You guys activity. are getting old and I'm the oldest one in the room. No, if it's something like... I don't know, like... If it's something like this, though, I just like to keep the frame completely clean, and I'll just listen, um, like, we 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 never mentioned Wes Bentley's character Doyle, the other crew member. Yeah, true. Oh. We just completely <laughs> ignored the fact the that he gets like oh. brutally killed on the first planet by a wave. This is like two hundred feet tall, and he's like reaching into the. Okay. He's like half. E- okay, so we'll go back. Yeah, Wes Bentley plays Doyle. He's the fourth member of their. Expedition trip to find so one of these planets. The space madness first. So the th- dead. <laughs> so um, Romilly stays on board. The three of the other three, so Brand, Cooper, and Doyle, go down to the planet 
the wave comes, they're running back to the ship and, you know, Cooper's like, come on, come on, get in, get in. Um, Brand gets in and Doyle's like half in the door when the wave hits and then he's gone. You see him floating. Yeah, afterwards, after the wave, yeah. It's pretty like, but then, but it doesn't stop, which I think I really liked. It was yeah. just like, nope, this has happened. You've just got to keep going. Exactly. Like, they're kind of like, he's get, dead. Oh, well, yeah. let's move on. Like, because they, otherwise, we don't have they'll time be to, dead. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, we got to go. And then they get back to the ship and they, it's been 23 years and they've lost him. And it's just, yeah, like, it's just everything whole... hits. Yeah. Totally forgot about that. I was like, listen, written here. I was like, oh, yeah, we didn't even speak about that guy. Poor, poor Doyle. Sorry, buddy. Poor Doyle. Um,. Phone break? Or? No, sorry. <laughs> this, is, this is a really funny thing happening in a group chat with some friends right now. It, oh, now you've got to share it. No, nah, it's, it's a cricket <laughs> thing. It's like a new... Oh, bolt. no. We okay. Yeah, so <laughs> exactly. You guys, neither of you care. It's fine. Um, So, I guess... What happens after Ice Planet? He comes home. Nothing, yeah. That, black I, hole? Yeah, black hole. Oh, yeah. Yeah, guys, black you're hole. missing the entire... <laughs> What third act? <laughs> oh, I meant like there's no more planets because yeah. I, I, I thought there was a third planet too, but there is. There isn't. Can okay. we come back to that? Well, if we're talking about science and how well they explain it, um, when they're escaping the pool of the oh, that just made a noise. If you're es- you popped, <laughs> don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, when they're escaping the pool of. Is it Gargantua, yep. the black hole? Yeah. Um, what the is it? The big mama. Newton's law it's Newton's of third law. Newton's third law. You have to lose something to... What, yeah, you uh, have, what okay, is it called? It, I so can't remember he, what. He explains it in a way that it's... I'll read actually out what it is. Yeah, please. So Newton's third law is a force is a push or a pull that acts upon an object as a result of an interaction with another object. So third law of motion for every action, there is an equal opposite, opposite reaction. reactions, but he explains that, you know, for you to go forward, something has to go backwards. Yeah. So you have to leave something behind. So, so to escape the he, pool, he, of he gets her, he gets a real well. So the the original, well, the plan that Brand was told was that Tars was going to get, he's in one of the, Landers and Cooper's in another one. The other one. And Tars is going to get ejected. So he's going to burn all the fuel and then get ejected into the black hole to try and get as much quantum data as he hits the event horizon and sends out as possible. And to give the to station de- more velocity. Yeah. But there was the plan before to get the data. Which oh, is yeah, why, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. they needed that, they needed that data from inside the black hole to solve the gravity equate issue in the part, like in, back on Earth, to get their massive ship with as many people as possible on it off the ground to save the human race. But what he doesn't tell Brand is that he's also ejecting himself to do the same thing. So he's burning all his fuel and then ejecting. Oh, sorry, excuse me, to give her as much escape velocity as possible. I, I don't know. It's not even ringing. I don't even know what's happening. What? <laughs> my my watch just started vibrating for no reason. Um, just cricket stuff, you know. <laughs> no, it's not even that. It just vibrated. Um, there's no notification on it. It just vibrated. I don't know. 
Maybe is it I'm, like telling you that you need to do your steps? Yeah, pro- probably. It's like, stop moving. I'm done. Over 10,000, it's fine. Leave me alone. Good job. I'm going to work a morning. Yeah. Anyway, so Cooper launches himself into a black hole. Like, dude. No one's, you know, obviously no one's ever been in a black hole. No one knows what would actually happen if you went through the event horizon of a black hole because we can't see. No one, no, like, no one knows what's on the... Well, we don't know what happens when something hits the event horizon of a black hole because t- from it's our perspective, theorized. it just disappears. No, no. It's been theorised that when you hit the event horizon of a black hole, because the gravitational pull is so much that time, even like a few centimetres apart, yeah. is so different. You Like literally, I think the term's literally like spaghettification. You Sick. just like... You'd elongate yeah. for people looking out. Uh, sorry, from people oh. out looking in, you'd just look like you're being stretched. But mm. to you, you'd just be like normal because Sick. it's relative. Sorry, I'm just really. Or you go to another universe. Who knows? But in this case, oh, dimension. In this case, you go to another dimension, <laughs> which it's is really wild. Cool. And this, I guess this is the one moment in the movie where it has a little bit of scientific creative license yeah. Yeah. i mean it's a th- so the wormhole that's next to saturn that they used to travel to get here appeared 48 years prior which puts it at what 2012 it would have appeared yeah mm-hmm. it's 48 years so that wormhole would have appeared in 2012 yeah and they use it to go through but someone put it there and it's been told like the whole way through, like someone placed it there. It's there for a specific reason because it goes through to a place where there's 12, where it's travel, where you can travel to 12 potentially potential planets. planets. You know, it's not. So someone's put it there for a reason, right? And we don't know who. When they travel through it, Ian Hathaway shakes hands. Like this weird, as they go through the wormhole, this weird morphed hand kind of comes through the wall time warp and like she kind of in a sense shakes hands not not really she kind of just touches and it's kind of like this like kind of this little like huh that's first contact you know it's the first handshake and then when cooper goes through the black hole he gets transported to this real weird dimension he doesn't know what's going on he's just falling and then he stops and he's behind the bookcase in his daughter's bedroom from when she was a child. So relatively, he's in the past, but in another dimension. But he's also... But he's also in the present and future because he's at a point where every single moment of that bedroom is that dimension. That's all it is. That whole dimension Mm -hmm. is just every single moment of that bedroom laid out in like much like a massive... What's the word? There is a specific specific word for what that you thing just is. Looked so anxious then. <laughs> because I looked it up yesterday, I was like, oh, I will remember that. I don't need to write it down. And Silly boy. I should have written it down. But it's kind of like a grid, like it's a cubed grid of like every single moment kind of just lined up. And then he figures out he's her ghost. He's the one that used Morse code through the book, like through the dust. In the room. Oh, that wasn't Morse code. Was it? No. Morse oh, it was code binary. Was on the Sorry. Watch. Yeah. But he <coughs> used binary signals in the dust to give the coordinates 
for the NASA base that he goes to that he used it was Morse code for the word stay yeah to give the message to his daughter to try and convince her to get him in the past to stay even though he knew he wouldn't because he was so emotionally watching he could see in the room what he missed when she was upset with him when he said he was leaving mm. and then he figures out that he can deliver the message the quantum data from Tars, because Tars is on the radio with him. Tars is in there somewhere. Right? We don't know where he is. He's just there somewhere. Tars is great. Can I just say, yeah. for robots in movies, like Tars he's the best. takes the yeah. And he's not crazy. He's just like you no. know, he's helpful the whole he time. He was based on um, some... uh, Marvin, the paranoid yeah. android from Hitchhiker's Guide yeah. to the Galaxy. Just great books, if anyone. And he them. uses binary again. Oh no, it's Morse code it's this Morse time. Morse code yeah. in the watch. Sorry, yeah to alter the second hand of the watch he gave her Before to give her the data to save the world. But we find out that, so someone's put this there, someone's created this dimension through this black hole for him to enter. So all of this goes, you know, they created the wormhole there to come to this place. He was then given the coordinates by himself in the well his future self gave him the coordinates to go to this place so he would then end up at this black hole but how did they know he would end up in the black hole Is that, are own, you actually asking yeah me? i am because <laughs> oh, okay. it's like his own well, decision to launch himself in there like what well, if he didn't launch himself like, in the black hole it's like what um dr brand was saying earlier mm-hmm to beings in a higher dimension, time might be something they can yeah. just play with. So if they know what's happened in the past, yeah, then true. they, they can didn't know what's going to happen, yeah. Mm. So that's my theory. Yeah, anyway. and then so this all happens and then the dimension closes and he wakes up in a hospital. Before I go on from that, we find out that the beings I actually wrote down a quote. Um he's got lots of notes, guys. So he says, they didn't bring us here to change the past. They didn't bring us here at all. We bought ourselves. So we find out that the beings that have instrumented all these different things, it's not some weird alien race. It's not some other dimensional creatures. It's the human race from the distant future have orchestrated this to ensure the survival to get to that point. So they've used, they've manipulated, you know, they figured out how to manipulate time to come back and place these things in motion so the human race survives, so they get to where they are. And that's really like, you know, they, they kind of orchestrate their own creation yeah, true. to get to that mind. point. Because, like... So, yeah, he wakes up in the hospital and he's on Cooper Station. He's like, oh, it's so nice of you to name the station after me. And they're like, oh, sorry, sir, it's not named after you. It's named after your daughter. And he's like, you know. (laughs) And then he finds out that she's still alive and she's coming. Just like she's coming to the station, which also implies that there's obviously multiple stations at this point. But it's also that it's 
the distant future. It's been another, what, like 60-odd years. Well, she's 99. Yeah, so it's been so. like another, like, 60 years. Yeah. And don't they say she's been in cryosleep for a while? Well, the last yeah. two. She's been in cryosleep for the last two years. Yeah. And, yeah, so he gets a little moment where he's with... He sees his daughter again just before she dies. Yeah. And it's a beautiful reunion. But then she asks him to leave. Because he's like, you know, no parent should have to watch their kid die. Yeah. My kids are here now. They're here for me. So her whole family's there. Mm. There's all these other people. It's such a beautiful scene. Yeah. And it's really touching and it's a really nice way to end that sort of arc between them. You know, it's like... You go and live the rest of your life. You've you've saved the world. You've made all this possible. But you don't need to watch me die because not like you know no parents should. I've got my own He's family here. Enough. You know I've had my own family for the last eighty nine years. Yeah. That you know I don't you don't need to be here anymore. So he kind of becomes. I think you can say like. He doesn't become like this. He's no longer like a father figure. He's more of this. Like yeah, he's her father, but he's more just like a companion almost. I think she see she doesn't see him as a father. She sees him as like an equal, mm. and it's like you know you're not my dad anymore. Like, thank you for everything you've done, but you know, she kind of does it for him. Mm. She's like you've lost so much. You've lost the chance to grow up with, you know, watch your kids grow up. You don't need to be here to watch them die too. Like you know, he's lost everything else. He doesn't need to see her die. It's like, yeah, it's her way of letting him go, I think. Yeah. Because he yeah. obviously never gets to see his son again. Like the last yeah. thing he sees from his son is his son saying goodbye in that video. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, yeah, I think it was just like a little... That's so true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Kind of just let... It's her protecting him. Yeah. Because she knows he's lost everything. That he shouldn't yeah, have to see that as well. He doesn't know the rest of her family. Exactly. He doesn't know. He hasn't met any of these people. He doesn't need to be, you know, he's he's not part of, like, it's protecting him more than for her. Mm. And it's like a really sweet, like, after all the hate she had for him for leaving, it's a nice thing to do mm. at her end. Yeah. yeah. And then... <laughs> he steals a spaceship. So... What a dog! Dr. Brand, who escaped the black hole, has journeyed off to Edmund's planet Yep. to follow the original plan and colonise it. Because they've got all the little embryos. Yeah. Um, I, have, I have an issue here. And so he goes to find her. I have a massive issue with this ending. Mm. All right. Let's Relativity. She's not near the black hole anymore. So when they were on Matt Damon's planet, Dr. Man's planet, time was passing the same as it was on Earth. Right? Mm. This planet is even further away from the black hole. Right? So she escaped the black hole. Yeah. And she's gone off. So she's been gone off for years. Right? So she should be a hell of a lot, because it's been 60-odd years, she should be a hell of a lot older than what she is in that final scene. Oh. Mm. Okay, to be fair, I fell asleep and I missed that. <laughs> well, so... yeah, no, I, I, did, I did expect her I to show like, up older. And I was like, oh, okay. I was waiting for like a, a version of her like in her 60s mm. on the space. Because I completely forgot about that part yeah. of the movie. Maybe yeah, she well, just aged really well. But I was like, she escaped <laughs> the black hole like yeah. straight away. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I saw that and I was like, oh, maybe I missed something. But I guess mm. not. <laughs> maybe it's just like 
cutting back. Maybe they ran out of budget. Who knows? <laughs> but then the other thing, he is the handshake because when he gets transported back by the future, like the future, I suppose we could say force yeah. that's been put in place by the future mm. like human race, he's the one he puts his hand through the side of the ship. Mm. So as yeah. you could say, they're traveling back at the same time. But then why is she in the worm? Oh, so he's traveling back past them. No, he's at every point at yeah. every moment. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I don't know. So that was the yeah. one thing, like, she should be a lot older. Like, when he gets there, she should be dead. Well, yeah. Mm. I I would presume that she would be dead. And anyway. be like, but it's kind of, it kind of plays out, oh, they're going to go live their lives together and start the human race again with all the embryos. Yeah. No. I don't know. Well, mate, yeah, maybe that was, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I would say maybe it's just a cut of her arriving and maybe, like, because she puts Edmund's thing on, like, a grave by the looks of it. Like on a rock, so maybe yeah, that she hurts. buries him. I, just, I really should have just rewatched up to him. She's there and she kind of buries him because he's obviously he's dead. Yeah, but then it pans around and she's got everything set up. So yeah. all the buildings there, everything like she she, she set up camp before doing that. Mm. So mm. I don't know how long it implies that you know. I don't know. Yeah, very. True. I don't know. Anyone else got anything else to add about this fantastic movie? Yeah, I'm just looking up. I wish I'd seen it sooner. <laughs> I, I honestly thought When did I, you watch it for the first time? Sorry? When did you watch it for the first time? I woke up at nine this morning and This is the first time you've watched it? Yes. What? Yeah, I told you this last I week. I completely forgot. Holy shit yeah. balls. Yeah, because I like I, I meant to watch it all week and I'm like, oh, I, I looked on like all the streamings and that. I'm like, shit, I have fully run out of time. And I woke up this morning and I'm like, okay, look, I, I have to. So I just... Got up on Apple TV and watched it. I finished it at like quarter past twelve and came straight here. Far out. So I've got some. Oh, I have a fun fact. So sorry to interrupt, Jacob. Sorry, I was going <laughs> to say some so other. put out. I was going to say some other fun facts. So you can go with your um, fun facts first. So the budget was one hundred sixty-five million roundabouts. So that means that for every minute of this film, it cost almost a million dollars. That's wild. To produce. How crazy Absolutely is wild. that? <laughs> I was gonna say, um, according to Matthew McConaughey, oh. the space suits they were in weighed are close to forty pounds. How much is that in kilos? God, I don't know. Isn't Heavy like, or I think it's twenty roughly. Maybe like twenty five. Oh. What forty oh that num lock's not on. Forty pounds. Eighteen kilos. Duff. Uh, I mean, walking around in that all day would not be fun. A real spacesuit is closer to 100, which is 45 kilos. Holy shit. Well, you're in space, man. There's no gravity. It's fine. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> that's false, but I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. In parts where they are here, it'd be fine. I'll explain that to you off air. I don't care. I, I know. It's actually yeah. really cool. Um,. The movie never actually reveals Cooper's first name. Yeah, true. I thought Cooper was his first name. That's his last name. Because her name's Mur- the daughter's name is Murph Cooper. Uh, so it's called Cooper Station because it's named after Murph Cooper. Uh, She's oh, named after Murphy's duh. Law. Mm-hmm. Um, Anne Hathaway got frostbite on set. Yeah, filming Holy in shit. Iceland in the water. Yeah. Oh. That would hurt. Um, Christopher Nolan decided to grow 500 acres of corn for the cornfield scene. What? Yep, they just grew corn for the fact that this is for the movie. They grew a whole thing of corn just to use and then harvested it and sold it after the movie was finished filming. That's, that's amazing. 
Imagine if all movies started doing that, like making money in random ways like that. Um, this is really weird. Are you on Screen Rant? No, I'm on some other website. There's heaps of ads in between, so it takes oh. ages to flick. <laughs> Most of these are really shit facts that I'm not even going to read. Them read them out. It. <laughs> read out the shit ones and we'll tear it apart. Matthew completely left his wife in the dark about this movie. She had no idea what it was about until Matthew finally told her when filming was over. Well, it was originally. <laughs> Got her. <laughs> Got her! <laughs> the script was originally called, um, oh, what's her name? Some, something, someone's letters. And it was after, yeah. Did you, you notice that the space station is in the shape of a clock face? Yes, because. It's oh! all about time, even down to the props. I have a fun fact about that. Time. I have a fun fact about time. Time. <laughs> You're going to start making ticking noises. No, stop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so in Roman... Mi- oh. <laughs> I, I'm taking off my head. Sorry, bones. sorry, everyone. So in Roman mythology... <laughs> <laughs> I'll turn off your mic. You can't reach the button. <laughs> um, in Roman mythology... I'm waiting for you to... <laughs> Saturn is the god. <laughs> Sorry, I can't stop. I promise. That was it. That was the last one. I promise. <laughs> In Roman mythology, Saturn is the god of the harvest, so of corn. And in I don't know what other mythology, but it's the god of time. So like Kronos, time, that kind of thing. So it all Harvesting. plays in together. It's a whole warpy thing. Wah. Sure. Yep. Um, I've got no more. I've got no more facts. Um, so I guess we can do a rating. Nick, you can start off because you've. Uh, this was your first time yes. watching it. Would um, you watch it again or would you not? I would fully watch this again. I, I like this a lot. Like, even from the start. I honestly thought it would be something where I'm like, oh, maybe. Because it's like three hours. I was like, oh, maybe the last yeah, hour will be Two great. hours, 50. It's no, just... like, pretty much from the start I was in. Even though I thought I pretty much knew the whole ending. Like, there was a lot of surprises. And I, I kind of just forgot that I... In comparison. So this was two hours, 50. Yeah. This felt shorter than watching Fight Club last for week. Sure. Oh, for sure. And Fight... like, This felt like a less amount of time of my life was taken up. And this was 20 minutes longer. Yeah, true. And it just went by. It's just... It's very engaging. Well, yeah. I feel like Fight Club rides kind of on its twist. Yeah. yeah. This, this doesn't. This, this changes so many times. Like, there's just all the different mm. little micro stories for each. Like, there's the bit leading up to the, le- like the leaving. So First true. planet, second planet, and then there's four different stories, each with three-act structure yeah. through you the could, whole thing. You could yeah, have true. this as a TV series. Yeah. Like there's many four act, there's many three act structures through the whole thing, mm. and it's, it keeps building. So you go, like, oh, this is this bit, oh, this is what's happened. Okay, this is the conclusion. Then but this then leads us to here. Yeah. yeah. So the kind of the the third act of one is the first act of the next, and it just kind of flows through it. I think it's done really well. So I would a hundred percent watch it again. Like this was the third time mm. I've seen it. Like, I remember I saw it at the movies. I watched it probably the week or week after it came out on DVD because we got it at work. So I took it home and watched it again. And then it's yesterday, okay. the third time, five years later. Mm. Mm. How about you, Kat? I'd watch it again. I love yeah. this movie. 
How do you just compare this in terms of the other Nolan stuff? It's just it's it, up. It's, it's pretty diff- high up there for yeah. me. It's but it's he's got a very vast, I suppose, range of what different yeah, movies. It's different mm. to yeah. anything yeah, else. Yeah, everything. So it's hard to compare. Yeah, like it's. I think very that, different to Dunkirk. It's very different yeah. to the Batman trilogy. Like they're really different, but at the same time, they've all got Nolan elements. Yeah. Personally, and, this yeah. is my favorite movie of his. It's not my favorite Nolan, but we'll come back to that in a, yes. late, in a future episode it's, where we talk about my favorite Nolan <laughs> film. It's definitely up there. And I feel like I have things to say about your favorite Nolan film. Too, I'm sure so. you do. Um, <laughs> it's not the one you think it is. It's, it's not. We'll get to we'll it. We'll come back. We'll get to it. 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 We'll like slash don't like about it. Okay. Um, so first thing, just the whole, the minimal use of CGI. So there's minimum green screen for this thing. So much is done practically outside, like mm-hmm. projected onto screens. So yeah. So like, could. yeah. So like they could react to things. So there's like, yeah. you know, screens around, but there's also like, they're actually in water. They're actually, you know, on ice. They're actually, you know, they built the space. Yeah. yeah the whole space set. station was built as a set. So, you know, they're, yeah. In all these things, so they, it was easy for them. So that's one thing. Then the actual use of CGI for like that I said before, like the just mind blowing creation of that black hole and that that black hole CGI. Just mm-hmm. the fact that they created a bl- what a black hole would look like from what we have from da- like some actual recorded data, which is just mind blowing. And then probably just Matthew McConaughey's performance through this entire oh, movie is just phenomenal. absolutely so outstanding. He's just. Was he nominated for an Oscar for this? I will find out. Well, you it, tell us your three won, things. It won best. What did it? It didn't win best sound. It should have. It should have won, have won everything. Yeah. Um, it won the Academy Award for best visual effects. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is well, well deserved. Five Oscar nominations, including music, original score, and visual effects. Um, hold on. I'll wait for it to load. Okay, there we go. So it won a nomin it was nominated for music original score, visual effects. <laughs> and that's why it. does the list end and why are we now looking at oh there we go. Sound editing, sound mixing and um production design. Oh okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, my three things. It's a really cool poster. Um, Brie Larson. <laughs> oh, yeah, Brie Larson. Yeah, that's a cool poster. That's a really that's cool mad. poster. Mankind was born on Earth. It was never meant to die here. Don't know what that voice was, but I'm going to keep it. Oh, yeah, three things, please, Kat. Um, I really enjoyed the contrast of analog and digital and like old and new technology, yep. especially in the first scene when they're um, when they're in the house and it's all dusty and it looks quite run down. But then he's wiping the dust off things and he gets to this very modern looking computer with all these, this data. Latitude. <laughs> um, so I really liked that. Um, I love this shot of the tiny little spacecraft. Um, Traveling past Saturn. That's yep. probably my favorite shot in the entire movie. It's a little speck. I. <laughs> it's just so picturesque. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Um, 
And yeah, I just I love the whole character arcs. Even the like Doctor Man's was great. It's just I think if I hadn't seen it before, I probably wouldn't have seen it coming. Um, yeah, which I think is in this day and age is quite a feat. Um, but yeah, I I really like it. I personally can't fault it unless I was like really nitpicking, but I don't want to because I really really enjoy it. <laughs> Um, I really love the cinematography. I feel like I'm just going to restate points here. Yeah. Cinematography <laughs> performances. Um, oh shit. Okay, something original. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll cut it in so that you're yeah. first. <laughs> nah. No, uh, Never. That's right, I'm go, not nice. I'll go first next week. I'll, I'll sound smart next week. That's fine. Just jump in there. Um, but yeah, I love the score a lot. Even though like there was like one or two points where I was like, oh, a bit much. Like it wasn't it, you know, enough to make me go, oh. Like, I really... He, Hans Zimmer made this score not knowing what the movie was about. Yeah. Oh, really? He's made this, a score, that's which is wild. Just had some notes. Yeah. Okay, Um. so that's that. I suppose oh, we can move on to... Um. What's the word I'm trying to say? What we've been... What we're looking forward to and what we've been watching. <laughs> I just had a complete mental blank of what this was called. <laughs> we really need th- a theme tune for it all. Yeah, we, Please. Don't, we don't really even have a name. We just describe what it is. No, it's what we're looking forward to and what oh, we've been watching. Oh, that's the title? Yeah. Sick. I've that, said it the last three section. weeks and pretty much in roughly those words, so I'm okay. sticking with it. <laughs> okay, Jacob, what are you um, So, last week, I think I mentioned it. Or maybe I didn't. I went and saw Ford versus Ferrari. Yes. Hmm. Did you go see it again? No. Were, I, I was on Netflix yesterday and I just stumbled across a two-hour documentary on that story. Oh. So I watched that yesterday and that was really cool. So I was thinking, And then I watched rewatched the Grand Tour episode where they talk about that as well. So there was another <laughs> 15 minutes on it. So I've been getting really into this like whole thing there. Um, I also watched Midsummer. Oh, okay. I was just talking about this earlier this morning. Weird, 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 weird movie. Cult-y thing? Weird cult, weird movie. Real graphic. Mm. Don't know if I like it or not. Who's the director again? Someone who's known for doing weird I don't shit, know. isn't it? Um, they directed Hereditary. Yeah, the Hereditary oh, guy. Right. Um, let me look it Who up. Is? Really? <laughs> There's a lot of generic dialogue, like a lot of generic like horror movie sort of dialogue, and then it's really, really just cooked. Ari Aster? Yeah. But that guy needs a psychiatrist. Like, <laughs> there's so much weird cult murder nudity and, like, just mm. graphic, just... It's so weird. make you uncomfortable. Yeah, it's I don't the know... the guy from The Good Place in it. Yeah, I just... I don't, I don't think I like it. I don't think I enjoyed it. I don't oh. know. It's one of those movies... I Do you know some movie tra- you watch a movie like, I don't know how I feel about that? Yeah. It was yeah. that. I saw the trailer like, that looks sick. Yeah, I've heard it so Oh, popular. I saw we the trailer we... and went, that's not for me. Yeah. Uh, and then we finally got it in at work, so I brought it home and I was like, why am I watching? I texted my boss and I'm like, he's like, like about halfway through. Real generic dialogue. Someone got... There's some weird deaths in this. Like, this is getting real yeah. freaky. Mm. But yeah. So I watched that's that. That's mm. for you. Yeah, otherwise, got Disney Plus. Been watching Mandalorian. Oh, they fixed, they patched it. So there's now a continue watching thing. Thank God. (laughs) So I watched watched all the Mandalorian that's out so far. They definitely listened to us rant about it last week. And I also uh, have been watching an Avengers cartoon. Yes. Because it's there and why not? 
Yeah, cool. so that's about that's about me this week. I saw Knives Out the other day. That oh, was, is, it is it good? It's very, very oh, good. Oh, okay. Don't, I don't spoil don't, it. I don't think it's out here for like another week. But no, it's, it I think like, it's out now. Oh, okay, yeah. Because yeah. it was an advanced screening yeah. on like Sunday or something. And yeah. yeah, it's really, really fun. I can't watch this week's weekly. Can't listen to this week's weekly planet yeah. until I've seen it because it's like the first movie in ages. I don't even think they say much about it. I actually at all. care about if yeah. it's spoiled. Yeah. It's um. Try and convince my girlfriend to see it tonight. Yeah, it's not. Is it violent? I think it's, really. is it more like a, it's more a satire? Kind of, it, it, it's not really. Will a, my wussy girlfriend be okay watching it? <laughs> I think so. Does Do she I, listen to this? Will she get upset with <laughs> you? She will not get upset with me. Like she can't handle anything. It's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> she got grossed out in a scene the Avengers movie because like someone got killed and I was like, bro, what? <laughs> this is the Avengers. This isn't even violent. Children watch this. <laughs> Grow some balls. Actually, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's um, about halfway through. Well, I won't say anything specific, but uh, it's it's a who done it, but it's kind of done sort of differently. Like on. it's it subverts. D- is of is Ryan Johnson That's a good, good director? This Ryan Johnson guy, he's all right. <laughs> he's all right. He's, all right. Okay. he's, he's, he's he'll, redeemed he'll himself. Be fine. Okay. I, I'd rather he make like ten more of these and another just new Star things. Wars. Yeah, and yeah we death need new over things. that. He's like. I, like, I know he's, he was signed on to do a trilogy for like, like went before Wars. Last Jedi came out. But is he even doing one now? I don't know. He doesn't have to. Because the Game like, of Thrones guy signed on for a trilogy, uh, and now they might be doing a I'm, treatment for uh, a movie. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they've hired and then fired more directors than they've actually directors had. they've hired and kept. Yeah. So, I yeah, and I that's know. the Disney way. Yes, because they have the money to do it. God. Okay. I'm not going to say anything bad about Disney because they might be my boss in a year. So let's just not oh, say bad things about Disney. What? Talk about that off air. Okay. Um, well, I moved house, so I didn't have a lot of downtime. But I actually have somewhere to live, so that's a plus. That's good. Yay. Thanks, Naomi and Zach, for helping us move. Cat's not mentioned. homeless. <laughs> it's always a good thing. Um, she spent a rough week in, in um, King Edwards Park, but she's okay now. <laughs> <laughs> Had to fight off a few drunkards, but it was fine. a couple of a couple of black bears. <laughs> okay, so the the only move. <laughs> Are you alright there, Jacob? <laughs> I meant to say drop bears. <laughs> I was a tad confused. <laughs> And then I realised what I was saying. Oh God, what have I done? I'm not even going to edit this out and stay and stop it. He's crying, Jacob, in his seat. Oh, sorry, what were you saying? The only movie I've watched other than Interstellar this week um, was Booksmart, and I. Is it good? It, I feel like I can't talk about anything. No, we're listening. We're listening. We're fine. Yeah, sure. I can tell Jacob's listening. She's dying. <laughs> okay, book smart. Is it good? So, so good. <laughs> Jacob! Okay, I'm good. Composure. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, it's really, really good. If you haven't seen it or you're thinking about watching it, watch it. Because it's just, it's a phenomenal, like, kind of coming of age drama. And, yeah, it's just beautiful. We have it at work, I'll... Oh, oh. Give it a, mm. I'll give it yeah. a goose. Your girlfriend will like it. No one dies. That's good. Oh, I always want someone. One person has to die in every movie. So it's a compulsory part. Sorry. Mm. 
you know, dramatic. That's like when people like. There's a murder die. mystery party at one point. So. That's that's. I want. Nice. I want to go to one of them. Maybe we should host one. That'd be fun. Do it. That could be a housewarming. No, that's too not much with our friends. I, I, I don't want to organize yeah, it, we're but I'll go and to freaks. one. It would actually become a murder mystery. Like someone would just accidentally kill the person that was meant to be the victim, and then it's like, oh, oh, the card says it was them, but they were over there when they died. So I don't know what's happened. This um, has taken a turn. But other than that, I've just been trying to finish my books. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, cat has next week's topic. Well, we have a couple that oh. we can choose oh. from because he wasn't sure. It's we, either... We. Actually, maybe you should guess. There's like 95 movies left. No, oh. 96, 94. I was going to give you a hint. Oh, I was just like, like just I'll just read the list out and I'll just start reading through it. Okay, so one of them is space travel as well. Based in the 21st century, but made in the 60s. 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah, mm. so that's one of them. Or um, one about a high school kid that decides to skip school for the day. Ferris oh. Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. 100% Ferris oh, yeah. Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, okay. I, like we need a I love space. that movie. Okay. Yeah, we, can't do, we can't do Interstellar and then 2001 yeah. A Space Odyssey well, in just, a row. Let's just I thought separate it might the be two. a bit much, but yeah. Especially because a lot of this movie draws inspiration yeah. from yeah. 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> Um, It'll be a good comparison when we do it. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, yes. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I've seen that movie hearted. once and I was homesick and I think I was about 11. <laughs> so it was over a decade ago. I'm How ke- old I'm, are you again, Jacob? It's not important. I'm, I'm keen, to, keen to watch it again. I have fond memories as an 11-year-old child watching this movie. And so I've actually seen this one. That's good. I've, Yay! I've, I've had too many weeks of not seeing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We had a few in a row fake. here. Fake fanboy. Yeah. Alrighty, so that's us done for another week. week. So thank you everyone for listening. Next week we'll be back with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm Jacob. I'm Nick. And I'm Kat. And we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Peace out.